That's right. Here we are. It's me, John Park, and this is John Park's Workshop. And uh, you were listening to that song right there, Metallic H by Todd Bott, a little guest uh, artist today for our tunage. Uh, so thanks uh, to Todd Bott for uh, sharing that so I could use it on the show. And if you want to check out Todd's other songs, uh, he's been doing some January uh, challenge stuff. Some uh, He's supposed to do uh, like a song a day in January, which is insane because as we know, January lasted about 14 months this year. Uh, but Todd did do, I think, five or six that are up uh, there on Bandcamp. So toddbot.bandcamp.com. Go check it out. Um, you can send me all your kickbacks on those purchases, uh, Todd, right here. Uh, I'll take 50%. All right, uh, let's see. We've got uh, a, a exciting show, and I thought that was an exciting, uh, appropriately exciting tune for our show because we're doing stuff with heart rate monitors, uh, so that's going to definitely uh, uh, get get my heart rate up. Uh, just listen to that tune. I don't know what it's... Uh, I, don't have it, I don't have it turned on right now, so I don't know what my heart rate's at, but... Um, before I move uh, any further on that, though, I want to mention uh, we've got a jobs board at Adafruit, and that is at jobs.adafruit.com. And uh, if you head over there to the job board, you'll see some new positions have been posted, and they've been posted for free because it's always free to post jobs and to post your resume on the jobs board. Uh, here's an embedded engineer slash intern position at some place called Fuel7. I don't know what they do. And look at this one, CircuitPython Programming Assistance Gig. Someone's looking for some help uh, in Riverside, Alabama at Sci-Fi Metropolis. So those are just some of the positions that are available for contract work, full-time work, remote work, on-site work, all kinds of work. Uh, so go check it out. It's the free Adafruit Jobs Board right there at jobs.adafruit.com. Uh, and, you know, the other thing I wanted to mention is this thing. This is the Make Code newsletter. This is the archives you're looking at right here on Adafruit Daily. Uh, that's makecode.adafruitdaily.com. But if you just head to Adafruit Daily, uh, you can subscribe to any of the newsletters that you're interested in. And uh, we actually, uh, uh, someone had asked about this recently, we actually separate the logins, I believe, between newsletter and store stuff. Uh, so you can always cancel your newsletters and it's not really tied into whether you have a store account or not. You can, uh, you can know that we will never sell your information or spam you or any of that. If you sign up for something, that's what you're going to get. If you, if you decide I don't want that anymore, we're not going to bug you. Uh, but I would say go check it out. We've got a new uh, edition coming out pretty soon. Uh, next week, I believe, of the Make Code newsletter. It's our monthly newsletter with all things Make Code, all things going on in the Make Code world. Uh, and uh, I encourage you to go there and check that out. Let's see, what else have we got? Um, I want to say hi to the people over in YouTube. Hello, Bill Hepner. Uh, hello, Matambale. And then uh, we've also got people in the Discord chat. There's too many of you to say hi to. Uh, I'll just scroll up partway. I see... Uh, Here's the Discord. I've got I've got this mapped here. Uh, we've got uh, who's who's in the house over here? C Grover checking my audio levels. Thank you and and uh, thanks for some advice on my EQ. I may have improved clarity today because uh, I've bumped up the uh, the EQ on the high ends. Uh, who else we got? Mr. Certainly. Hello, hello, and Andy Callaway and uh, I think Todd Bot's in there somewhere. Uh, if you're, I see there's a Twitch thing. If you're, if you're uh, watching us on Twitch or if you're watching us on Facebook, we uh, don't have enough eyeballs for all the chats. But if you want to come join in on the chat, Discord is a great place to do it. Uh, 
what else have we got? Um, oh, how about a coupon code? This will save you 10%. This is today's coupon code. And since we're doing heart rate monitor uh, related things, the uh, coupon code is ventricle. And um, not only will the ventricle coupon code get you 10% off if you head to the store, fill your cart with all kinds of great things that you want to order. It won't work on gift certificates or subscriptions or software, um, but it'll work on most items in the store. Uh, and not only am I giving you that 10% off coupon, but I'm going to give you a piece of free advice, which is do not look up the entry in Wikipedia for the word ventricle unless you want to see a really gruesome uh, 3D animated heart animation. It's like a cutout of a ventricle and it freaked me out. So don't do it. Don't do it. I know some of you are thinking of doing it. Don't do it. Uh, left or right ventricle asks Andy Calloway. I'm going to leave that as an exercise to the viewer. Any ventricle you like. Uh, now, the product of the week is a, a little recommendation I like to give on something that's either new or uh, a, a classic, a venerable uh, item from the store, from the Adafruit store, that I like to use. And in fact... Uh, this is one that's used in today's project. It is the Featherwing Tripler. I love the Featherwing Tripler. Uh, you can check it out right here on the store. There it is. Uh, it allows you to place um, three feathers or feather wings. You probably want, don't want multiple feathers, but uh, a feather and multiple feather wings, for example. Uh, side by side rather than stacking them vertically, which is particularly helpful for projects that have um, a display on them. So that's why, why I used it for today's project, which you'll see in a bit. But uh, what you get is this PCB with uh, essentially shared mappings between all of the pins, and then you get three little prototype areas here and some, excuse me, and some extra at the end, as well as the female header pins that you need to uh, use that with any of the feathers. There's an example project. Look at that one. That one's got, uh, what, is, what doesn't that one have going on? Is that like a huzzah and a uh, OLED uh, feather wing as well as one of the RF feather wings there? Um, so we have these in multiple uh, different sizes, but today's uh, pick is the tripler. So that's uh, a little little tip for you there. If you're looking to do projects that use a feather and a couple of feather wings, this is a good way to go. Or if you want to use one feather, one feather wing, and have a nice uh, prototyping area that you can tie into the pins easily. They're all shared. So, um, you know, D13 is D13 is D13 all the way across. Uh, so that's my pick of the week is the feather wing tripler. That one right there. Uh, which brings us to the Make Code Minute. All right, so for the Make Code Minute today, uh, what I wanted to show you is, let me bring up some, some various windows here. Uh, in fact, let's bring up, can I show you a, how about I show you a down shooter as a, as a start? Uh, so what I'm gonna show you on the Make Code Minute today is how to use the uh, magnetometer or compass that's built into the micro bit in order to measure magnetic force and display it on the little LED graph. 
Uh, now, you're going to see a bunch of uh, dancing around that's on the video, and it's not in real life. Uh, it's just the refresh rate of these makes them look like they're dancing, but that's actually a steady uh, little graph that I'm filling. And here I just have a stack of magnets uh, that allow me to... Oh, what have I done? I confused it or something. Let me restart it. I tapped it and it got crazy. There we go. Uh, so here you can see the strength of the magnet as I uh, move it closer and further is being measured. So how do you do this inside of make code is the question, right? Um, so I'm going to bring up my browser here. So here is uh, makecode.microbit.org. And what I've done is I've started out with creating a variable uh, called graph on, and I've set it to true. Uh, and this allows me to use the buttons to turn the graph, graphing mode on and off. Uh, and then here I have a forever loop. And this is the, the most important thing is if the graphing is on, then we're going to do this. Plot a bar graph of the magnetic force strength and then I've given it a value up to 3,000. I measured that using the console, and it may vary uh, depending on the magnet you use, how high you want the top of that graph to be. Um, and that's all it takes. So if you watch back here again on the uh, overhead, I can press the A button, and I'm just graphing whatever that value is in numbers. If I press the B button, I get the pretty light up graph. So let's get real close. Whatever this last value is, I'll press A. And it says it was 1838 uh, Newton meters. I don't know what they are. Some, some sort of magnet something force. I probably should have looked that up. Uh, but anyway, that is how you can use the micro bit inside of MakeCode to measure the strength of a magnet. And that is your MakeCode Minute. Ah, so uh, thank you in the chat. Someone said that the um, uh, audio there was echoey, and that was because I have, uh, I have my sound up on my computer and was echoing through my mic. Sorry about that. Uh, but I vow to fix that next time. I won't do it. Uh, okay, let's see. What else have we got? We've mentioned our uh, job board, our coupon code, the Make, Code's news, Make Code newsletter, our product of the week, the Make Code Minute. Uh, and you know what that brings me to, actually, is the uh, game of the week. So let me pull up my Chrome browser again, and we'll put that front and center, how about? So the Make Code Arcade Game Pick of the Week this week is Pong. Pong, you ask? Yes, Pong, uh, one of the most basic elemental games. Uh, and I believe we've seen versions of this before, but this one is really impressive uh, for a couple reasons. One, uh, Audrey314, who's been featured before, excellent uh, game maker in Make Code Arcade, posted this and said that he made it entirely of blocks. Uh, and here, if we go ahead and uh, hit play, I'll turn down my volume so you're not listening to that. There we go. Uh, one thing you'll notice is actually it is possible to get points on, on this, uh, whoops, <laughs> I say, it is possible to get points against this opponent, which uh, some other Pong games I've, I've played, it's just near impossible. So uh, Audrey did a nice job, I think, of tuning the um, enemy player. Once the ball picks up some speed, you can send it at some angles where you actually score a point, which is nice. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to show is 
something really um, wild here that I had never considered doing, but I think is a great idea, is in this version of Pong, the uh, background graphic is drawn procedurally rather than as a bitmap. So there is no sprite as a background here. Uh, let me pause this thing here. Uh, but this white dotted line that you see down the middle is actually created procedurally. And so the way this is done, if you look in this on start block, uh, this set picture to and then create an image that is the screen width and the screen height. So that essentially makes a blank background image, uh, which will appear as black. And then this loop here, this is the clever bit. This is the procedural drawing of this dotted line down the middle. And what this is, is this is a for loop that runs from zero to whatever the screen height is, which is uh, 120, right? It's not 126, I think it's 120. Um, and then every time it loops through this, uh, this index value, if the remainder of that index divided by six is less than four, then it's going to set that pixel that it's on right then to white, and it's also choosing where on X. So uh, what this means is, if you, if you look here, I'll, I'll restart the game so that it's playing. If I change this uh, value, we can get uh, more dots or fewer dots to the point where it's a straight line. Uh, what was this at? I think this was at four to begin with. Uh, so those run into each other, but if we if we go down to smaller numbers, we'll start to get little itty bitty dots. Uh, and what I did just to kind of play around with is that I, I created a second little one here that's going to show us some uh, sort of fault line, let's say, off to the side. Um, so you can play around with this and do all kinds of uh, drawing of procedural types of things with even spacing and dashes, as you can see here through this clever use of of the division and the remainder. Uh, to put some graphics on your screen, and those could even be things that update and change uh, based on conditions inside of the game, which would be really difficult, if not impossible, to do if you were using bitmap graphics. Uh, so I thought that was a really cool feature, and uh, that is why this game of Pong is my uh, MakeCode Arcade game pick of the week, and it is Introducing Pong by Audrey314. That is your MakeCode Arcade game. Pick of the week. Amazing what people are doing, right? I, I did not see that one coming. Uh, oh, look, uh, I want to point out over in the Discord chat, we have a discussion about um, the units of measure of, of the magnetic force. Yeah, is it gauze? Is it micro Teslas? I'll go back. Let me go back to uh, what's listed here. It looks like micro Teslas. I can zoom in for you. And let me take this over here a bit for you. There it is. Yeah, so you can measure the magnetic force in microteslas. I'll bet that's what that is. Uh, you can also check it on different axes, X, Y, and Z, or just the strength. Um, so very cool feature of MakeCode Arcade and, or rather, MakeCode and the microbit. All right. What does that bring us up to? Where are we, everybody? That was our game uh, pick of the week, and... Uh, now I think we're ready to talk about our project of the week. So um, this is a heart rate sensor. So it's a, a heart rate monitor that uses a series of blinking LEDs. I'm going to turn it on for a second here. Uh, it uses, see these three white dots here? These are uh, blinking LEDs, and there's a sensor in the middle of them. And then up top, that's just some charging point 
ports, so you can ignore those. So I'm going to turn this on, and you'll see it starts flashing. Uh, and so it's flashing a couple of green and one yellow LEDs, and this help it to uh, illuminate just below your skin uh, the color that's being measured. And as your heart pulses the blood through your body, uh, that color changes. I believe it gets darker in, in general. Um, I don't know if it's redder also, but uh, this sensor uh, package in here, actually it's got a, the, the sensor package I think is made by a company who uh, license it out to other people. It's called a Perform Tech uh, Precision Biometrics. So the Perform Tech uh, is, I think, that sensor package, and then it's used inside of this, which happens to be a, a brand called Skosh. Uh, and it's a nice one. These are, you know, for running and cycling and, and other uh, activities where you're active and you need to uh, measure your heart rate for uh, performance training, for heart rate training. Um, so a couple interesting things about it, it is measuring your heart rate when it's on. Uh, it is using Bluetooth Low Energy, BLE, to send that uh, data to a connected device, which typically is your phone. Uh, and so there's a bunch of different phone apps uh, for iOS and Android that let you read this uh, because this is being sent in a standardized format. And so what I'd like to do is, uh, before we even get into the project, I'd like to show you what that data looks like on a Android device. So I have a tablet here, uh, and let's see, are you gonna see what my secret password is? Time out here, one second, you, you sneaks. Let me get off of there for a second and log into the thing. I forgot I put a password on this one. Let's see if I remember it. I remembered it, okay. Uh, so let's now take a look at that view there, that should do it, right? Oh, that's too big. Let me get myself out of the way here a little bit. Um, so this is the RF Connect app by Nordic. Uh, and what I'll do is I'm gonna turn on my little heart rate sensor there. Uh, and I'm actually gonna unplug my project uh, of the week because it's gonna grab that connection. It's gonna steal that connection before I have a chance to show you over here on RF Connect. Uh, now what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna hit the scan button in the corner of the RF Connect app. And so now the Android's Bluetooth radio is uh, acting as a central device looking for advertisements from peripherals. So this guy is a peripheral um, and the uh, Android device is now searching. So let me start a new, new scan. Uh, so I'm seeing this device, it shows up as Rhythm Plus 2161232. Uh, and what I'll do is I'll hit connect. Let me move something out of the way here so I can see a little better. Uh, and what we're going to see here is these are the services that are being advertised uh, by the device. And if I scroll down here, I'll see there's a uh, service for heart rate, uh, as well as for battery, uh, as well as for device firmware update, for updating firmware over the air. Um, so let's take a look at this heart rate one. If I expand that, you'll see that there are uh, three characteristics that are being, um, that can be served up if your peripheral device asks for them. So uh, if it's your iPhone, let's say, you can have an app open that is uh, maybe one time just checking to see, hey, what's the name of the device, um, the, the uh, description. Uh, it can also one time light up the little field that says, where is this worn? 
Uh, this doesn't know where it's worn, but it's uh, it's just built into the into the spec. They uh, they have it list out where it is. So if I download that piece of information, you'll see that the word wrist shows up. Um, I'm assuming you can see that. Can you see that? Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm kind of highlighting that field right there, and you'll see the word wrist shows up. So that's where the body sensor location is, and that's just a um, piece of information that has been served up uh, to the client, in this case, this Android device. Uh, the descriptor, if I download this, let's see, is that, why is that not giving me anything? All right, I might have to turn, yeah, okay, so I've got to turn on notifications. So this little quadruple down arrow, I'm going to go ahead and hit that. Hello, did we lose a connection? Hold on, let me back out here. Let's reconnect to that. Open tab, connect. Okay, so I'm going to open up this heart rate characteristic, and now I'll... There we go. So now I've subscribed to the heart rate um, characteristic, and you can see now on the left-hand side here, it's updating. Uh, it says my heart rate is 87, so it's a bit high. I need to calm down here, 85. Oh, back up to 87. Okay. Uh, so that is the main piece of information that we actually care about. And there's a couple of others that can, can, can be served up inside of there. Uh, there's the RR interval, which is a, a finer grained peak-to-peak um, -peak measurement that lets you know if there is regularity in your heartbeats besides just an average uh, beats per minute. Uh, and... I think other than battery level, um, that might be all that we can get from this. Let's go and check and ask the battery level service for some info. Uh, can I get that one time? I might have to subscribe to it. And let me turn off the other one so we can see it. I'm not seeing it show up. I have seen it show up before in here. 100%. Okay, I'm at 100% battery. Um, yeah, you should be able to see that right there. Okay, so that's um, a standardized uh, service, uh, GAT service from the Bluetooth uh, special interest group. So they've defined there is a heart rate measurement. So you can see it comes up with a nice name on here instead of just a UUID. Uh, so this is a predefined thing that says if you're building a thing and you're going to call it a heart rate monitor, use this GAT service, and then uh, it'll be easy for people to interface with it. Uh, so leaping off from that point, our uh, CircuitPython uh, coders, including Dan and uh, Tan Newt, uh, Dan Halbert and Scott Shawcraft, uh, and probably some other people too in the, in the, uh, in the CircuitPython group, have created a... Uh, library for Circuit Playground to use uh, this this type of uh, a service. And so uh, what I'll do is let me switch over to my uh, workbench here and I'll show you the device that I've built to take advantage of that. Uh, let me move this camera back here for you. Okay, uh, so I'm going to disconnect on my Android device um, so that I can connect on this little heart rate trainer I built. Uh, and it's actually, before I jump into it, why does any of this matter? There's a question for you. So uh, one way that people do fitness training is with uh, essentially heart rate training. Uh, and you can 
essentially calibrate yourself and figure out what's your resting heart rate when you first wake up. You can measure it. Uh, and then based on uh, your age, you can subtract your age from the number 220. And that'll give you what your maximum heart rate is, the, the, the top level you should ever train at. Otherwise, your heart explodes and you instantly die. That's not true. Uh, but that is, that is the uh, sort of simple version of it is, is there's a maximum heart rate that you should uh, not exceed. And then there are training zones. Uh, so if you're trying to achieve a certain level of fitness, you may want to work out at 60% of your maximum heart rate for 10 minutes. Uh, or if you're doing some high-intensity workout training, you might be up at 80% or 85% of your maximum for five minutes. And then there's certain rest periods you want to take and, and so on. So if you're doing that type of training, uh, this can be a really helpful uh, combination of having a heart rate monitor uh, that sends over Bluetooth. And then a little device like this that uh, I created using uh, a Feather NRF52840 and a couple of displays, as, as well as our feather, Featherwing Tripler, that's easy to say, Featherwing Tripler, and a nice big battery. So uh, I love these Featherwing Triplers, as I said, because everything kind of comes apart into lovely little pieces, no, no soldering onto uh, the board, just, just header pins, uh, male and female header pins. Uh, and so what I've got is a little uh, pair of seven-segment displays. This is a blue one here, and this is a red one here. I'm gonna plug those in. And then my Feather NRF52840, uh, which is running CircuitPython, and our library for uh, BLE, as well as this heart rate, uh, uh, heart rate service library. Uh, and then I'm gonna zoom in close on this in hopes of, and maybe I'll shield this some or turn out a light. Uh, so you can see the display a little better just because these can be hard to uh, get on video. That might help a little bit. Turn off a couple more lights. Okay. Uh, so you can see here right now it's connected and it's saying on the top that my heart rate is running at uh, about 88, 89, 90 beats per minute. And then based on uh, what I placed as my... Uh, Training goal, I don't think I put my maximum, but I, I, and I'll, I'll change that, so you can tune that the way you want. But right now it's saying that that, that heart rate is at about 59%, 60% of my training goal. Um, and so I'll show you a few features of this. Uh, one thing is when I just reset it, uh, what you see here is it says BPM at the top and percent at the bottom, just as a reminder. That's my top, so I put 145. You can see my max show up there. Uh, and it went pretty quick, so I'm going to do it again. So you'll see BPM percent max, and then it says scan BLE. So it's scanning BLE, and uh, now it's connecting. You'll see this blue light is lighting up here. It's connected to the heart rate monitor, and then uh, it starts displaying that information. Uh, now, when it first connects, it actually displays some dashes because these heart rate monitors, or at least this one, sends out a bunch of zeros at first. And I didn't want to panic anyone that they were um, dying because their heart rate was at zero. Uh, now, uh, another feature of this is that I can turn off uh, the Bluetooth monitor here, or the heart rate monitor here. So I'll press this and it'll go to red. So that's off. This is going to receive its last signals, and now it says it's scanning BLE. Uh, and here I'll just toggle back and forth between the onboard red and blue LEDs so you know something is happening. 
Uh, and that's every time it scans for devices and then uh, stops scanning and restarts. So it's just going through a little dance there where it's trying to find uh, something to connect to. And so if I turn uh, this back on, you'll see it very quickly reconnects. Uh, it's showing that it's getting a signal but not uh, a real heart rate yet. And now it's got the, the heart rates and it's uh, at 80. I was calmer yesterday. I showed this last night. Maybe it was because it was later in the day. Or I just had some caffeine now. Uh, so uh, you'll see here, actually, I'll do, do some jumping japs, jacks real quick. And what we should see, um, or I can run around. It's a, it's a small enough workshop that I can't really run around too much. But we should see, uh, let's see if we can get that up to 100. Come on. There we go. Yeah, got it up, up to 100. Shield that. 102, 104. So you can see, since I said 145 was my... Uh, Max in software, it's now up at around 75% of that at, at around 100. Um, so let's take a look now at uh, how that software works. You can also watch my, uh, hopefully my heart rate come down as we, um, as we talk and look at the software. So um, maybe I can put this, can I put this somewhere you can see it? I'll hold it for a second at least, you can watch that. Um, what about my little down shooter? How about I switch to that? That's a better idea. Just juggling HDMI a little bit now that I have that Android plugged in as well. There we go. Okay, so. There's the little display there. All right. Uh, and let's bring up a copy of Atom. How about, oh, you're going to lose that one. Bring that one back up. Yeah, we can look at this in Atom. So I'm going to zoom uh, the text up a bit. So you can see a little bit what's going on. Uh, and let me tell this to toggle the text wrap. There we go. Uh, so we're importing some libraries here, including the sort of standard BLE stuff, like advertising, uh, so we can read advertisements and filter them. Uh, including also this new Adafruit BLE heart rate library, and we're importing the heart rate service from that. Uh, then I'm using uh, the Adafruit 7-segment display matrix driver here, HT16K33, and I'm importing it as 7 segments by 4. You could also use the 14-segment one, which gives you uh, diagonals and little half lines so you can do nicer-looking type if you want. It's not uh, too much different to code that if you want to use those instead. Um, I went with these because I had them convenient. And let's see. Um, here I'm setting up my uh, red LED and blue LED that are built onto the board as a little bit of an indicator. Uh, and then right here I've got my target heart rate uh, for interval training. Let me zoom up even bigger. Oops, not like that. I won't. There we go. That's about as big as that's going to get. So hopefully you can read that. Uh, so here this says uh, 145. So let's, um, I'm going to do some quick math here. And okay, 173 is actually what my max should be based on my age. So I'll set 173. Uh, this I'm not using anymore, so I commented that out. Uh, but this will all be in the guide. I'm going to uh, have this code reviewed and cleaned up a bit and uh, put it up on GitHub. 
So you'll be able to use this in the library uh, as well. And right now I'm also using a special cut of CircuitPython that is dealing with the disconnects better. I was having um, Dan, Dan figured this out. There was a uh, sort of a bug going on where we were having problems reconnecting the board uh, after it dropped a connection. Uh, we were having a reset. It was, it was not hard resetting. Uh, so uh, there's going to be, I think, soon a push to a new version of the beta of CircuitPython 5 uh, that'll incorporate those changes. Uh, then this is more uh, display setup. So it uses I squared C for these displays. And since I have two of them, I'm indicating an address of zero, uh, or rather of 70, uh, which is the default. And 71 is what I'm using on, let me show you one of these boards actually. Uh, here's one. So this is what, uh, see here, this is what the board looks like before you've put the LED package on it. And there are some jumpers right here that you can uh, solder bridge to choose different I squared C addresses. So I have one of those soldered on the A0, which adds a one to the address. Uh, so that means we can talk to the two different uh, boards over one I squared C bus. Uh, and then I'm just doing some uh, raw digit setting because I have these words BPM and percent. Uh, so if you watch here, when I reset the board, BPM and percent, and I'm also even using those little dots in there, and there's my value. I didn't resave this on here, so you'll still see that old number of 145 show up. Um, so some things you can uh, light up just the individual segments if you're trying to spell things that are that are not numbers or, uh, or hex values. And then uh, I am placing in some dots, so I'm looping through just, just this first bit in the bit mask. Uh, when you use the raw mode, allows you to set a, uh, the, the, uh, the dot or the decimal point. Uh, and then we instantiate the radio as BLE. I print the word scan and BLE on the little displays so you know what's happening. And then if we get a connection, uh, we can move forward. Uh, otherwise, we're going to keep trying to, trying to connect. And, uh, then here is the guts. Let me zoom out a little bit. Uh, here's the guts of what's going on when we uh, connect to the heart rate service. So we scan and we scan for uh, the heart rate service. Uh, we will ask for a few of these uh, characteristic attributes, including the manufacturer, and that, that does show up. In fact, I'll, I'll uh, plug this in in a minute, and I can show you this running uh, in the REPL so you see what shows up. So we get manufacturer, name, model number. I don't think that one actually comes in over BLE. It's a blank. Uh, the location, the word wrist should show up there. Uh, and then we look for the measurement values. And actually, this comes in as sort of a, um, a mix of, of values that we want to just pull the heart rate value from because it returns like four different things, including that RR uh, value and a, a couple of others that aren't used. So we pull out and I just uh, assign this variable called BPM to the values dot heart rate, which came from the HR service measurement values. Uh, so we've cast that first element of that uh, uh, value uh, or, or characteristic that comes in the attribute as heart rate uh, into BPM. Then I print the BPM to the REPL, and then uh, what I'm doing here is I'm checking to see if the BPM isn't zero, then we'll do stuff. If it's zero, I don't want to uh, try using it to, to set things because we'll 
divide by zero error will freak people out, so we leave it alone if it's zero. But if it's not zero, uh, then here's the kind of main, uh, main thing that's happening in here is if the heart rate is uh, not zero, then we print the percent target. Uh, so that's this rounding of, am I, let me see if I can expand this a little bit more. Can you read that now? Let me slide this over. So this right here, is that showing up? Yes. Okay. Uh, so percent target is a variable that I've created, which is I take the beats per minute and divide it by the maximum rate. Uh, and then I multiply that by 100, and so that gives me uh, the percentage of the, of the target that we're at. And then I round that, and the reason I do that is the math might come out as a decimal that's long, and the display only has four characters on it, so we can't, can't display it, and it'll error. Uh, so round just turns it into uh, essentially an integer value. Uh, and those get displayed, uh, and then the heart rate gets displayed on the uh, A uh, so I'm calling display A is the red one, so that gets just the BPM on it, and then the B is the blue one that gets percent target. Uh, so if I open up Moo, and I'm going to connect the um, Feather over USB to my computer, and I'm also going to unplug my camera switcher because that's a trinket. <laughs> that's going to... Um, it's going to cause problems. So, okay, so what I can do now is inside of, um, I'm going to zoom this up a lot, and I'm going to open the REPL up quite a bit, uh, and now I'm going to restart the board. So you should see it go through its dance uh, here. Detected the new device. Oh, let me close and open the REPL here. Okay, so this should restart the device and we can see it. Scanning, found a heart rate service advertisement. Scanning, stop scanning, fetch the connection, it gives the device name, Scotia Industries, model number is not specified, location is the wrist. Uh, there was no heartbeat at first because it sends out a bunch of zeros. Uh, and then we get this heart rate measurement, so I'm getting a 72, and then I'm just printing it separately because I was, I was double-checking some stuff. Uh, contact is none, energy expended is none, those are features that this one doesn't have. Uh, and then the RR intervals that you can use to check the exact spacing between beats, uh, not averaged. Uh, so if I drop this connection by turning this off, we should see in a moment after that's done uh, processing those, it's getting a none here, and now it starts scanning, stop scanning again, scanning, stop scanning, and you can see the nice little scan BLE. Uh, and this is where it was kind of hanging before, and Dan fixed that uh, with that special cut of, of CircuitPython. And now it's back up, it's connected, and now uh, this is sending out a few bogus zeros. I am not dead, I promise. Uh, and then... I said I'm not dead, I promise. 83. All right, uh, so there we go. Um, so I hope that was instructive and uh, helpful. I'm really excited about uh, the fact that we've now got uh, yet another Bluetooth LE service, BLE service available. Um, let's see, the, uh, I'm going to check over in Discord, see if anyone has any questions, comments, or thoughts. Um, 
<laughs> Toddbot said, let's tell JP the AV is not working and see if his heart rate goes up. Yeah, if my audio alert monitor went beeping, I'm sure you'd see it spike. Uh, it'd be fun to graph it too. Um, I'm excited about uh, some of the graphing possibilities. I don't know if anyone saw on the show and tell last night, but Melissa, maker Melissa, has uh, been doing some stuff with graphing into the browser uh, with Chrome, which is pretty cool. Um, let's see. What else have we got? Uh, Yanescu7 asks about blood pressure. Um, yeah, so I think there are a few of these uh, that are sort of subsets of, of the sim- similar um, uh, health uh, services. And so I believe there are uh, blood glucose monitors and um, there may be blood pressure monitors. So if you find, if you look around and see a peripheral uh, that uses BLE, um, because actually this one is a dual radio. This also uses a thing called Ant or Ant Plus, which is a different radio standard for connecting to like bicycle computers and, and some other equipment like that. Um, but if it has BLE, uh, there may be a, a GAT um, uh, defined by the Bluetooth SIG, uh, and it may be possible to either reverse engineer it or uh, for us to create a proper library for it. So let us know if you see uh, devices that use BLE that, that show up on phones typically or little computers that we might be able to use. Uh, let's see. Uh, C. Grover asks, this, uh, says, hey, this is a great project. Thank you. Uh, will Adafruit be stocking any of the health sensors? I don't know. Actually, that's a good question. I think um, definitely a good question for Lady Ada. Um, in many cases, it may be that the, the local retailers, like we're looking at some uh, bicycle sensor stuff, go to a local bike shop or uh, online to buy sensors. They have such a wide array and the prices are good that it might not make sense for us to carry something. Um, Partly, I think, because we're not in some sort of like search for open source things uh, that we could give to people. But instead, the fact that this is essentially uh, a a standard with the BLE that we can follow, uh, we're able to use our open source stuff and our CircuitPython and our libraries to talk to uh, these devices. So so that's, um, that's my thoughts on that. Uh, all right. Well, uh, I think that's it. Before I go, I will uh, remind you that you can get 10% off in the store if you use the coupon code Ventricle. Uh, and that's about all I got. So thanks for stopping by today. I will uh, let Toddbot play us out uh, with his song Metallic H. Uh, for Adafruit Industries, I'm John Park, and this has been John Park's Workshop, and I'll see you next week. <laughs>